Welcome, everyone, to the preview show of the summer, that being SummerSlam. And guess what? Yes, the boys are headed to Detroit Friday morning, staying until Monday, spending the entire weekend for my birthday weekend in the great city of Detroit, Michigan. So it's going to be awesome. Cleve, myself, Tones, who actually will not be on the show today, we have to record uh, another show for radio later, so he'll be on that. And then Evad, uh, our buddy, will be joining us uh, on the trip, not on this podcast. And then Marcel will be joining us on the podcast and not on the trip. So we have four great guys going to see this event, and it's going to be a hell of a time. Cleve, before we dive into all the predictions, surprises, and all that good stuff, what are you feeling? How are you doing this this week? We're grinding out. I'm pumped. Like Joe said, it's coming here. we literally about two days away from this. Amazing weekend celebrating my boy Joe's birthday. It's going to be a fun time, man. SummerSlam is going to be great. But the rumors on who's going to come back, man, I'm just excited for this weekend. Let's start with the poll question that Cleve and me, and if you have not followed us, you're just way behind on Twitter as we keep growing by the day, literally, at Cleve and me. At Cleve and me on Twitter. Uh, type that in on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You'll find all our content. Uh, our poll question today, Cleve, is who do you want to see in an appearance at SummerSlam out of these legends? Because it does sound like whether it's the Grayson Waller show, um, whether there's another one-off, there's not as many matches as usual. So there's going to be a couple outside segments that come in. Would you want to see, and did you vote, Undertaker, John Cena, The Rock, or Rakishi? Because I'll tell you what, Rakishi's going to get the least love, but could be maybe the most realistic option, but who do you want to see? I picked The Rock just because I think I've never seen The Rock in person at a wrestling event, and I think once his music hit, I mean, dude, the pop for that is going to be so wild. And I think that would be really cool to see. But I think you make an excellent point. The realistic option would be Rakishi. I know he tweeted something out recently where Jay was holding a title belt, so... I want The Rock, but I wouldn't be angry if Rakishi made an appearance and somehow changed the outcome of this match, whether he's for his son or against his son. It'd just be real cool to see. Yeah, and folks, that's the question. You know, when it comes down to the main event, there's only one. I that I always get a good laugh. Oh, there's three main events tonight. Well, no, there's one. Whatever ends the show is the damn main event. That's just the bottom line because Joey A said, Joe A night. Yeah, let me talk to you. But as we get to the rest of the card here, Marcel is joining us now. Man, always got the best backgrounds. But Cleve, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing any. I voted Undertaker just simply because I never seen his entrance live. Um, usually, I don't want it to take a half hour, but I think to see the Undertaker entrance would be. Uh, pretty damn cool as well. But uh, Rock will be the winning option as the polls looking like right now. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we get it. You know, Grayson Waller, kudos to him for uh, attracting all these megastars and being able to quite simply kind of comp- compete with them on the mic and in the ring. He's fought in, as recently as on SmackDown uh, in a one-on-one battle that entwined uh, Usos. He's also had a John Cena segment at Money in the Bank. He had an edge segment, so we're bound to have another Hall of Famer, whether it be Taker, who's in town this weekend um, while we're there, or, you know, like we we and Marcel were talking earlier, the writer's strike's happening. Rock, what a perfect time. You finally maybe have some time for the boys back home. That being said, how are we doing? Because, you know, Marcel, I want to start with one match that you brought up on a phone call, and I was shocked at how intrigued you were, but this buildup has been great. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I know that storyline is tickling the fancy. How we doing, and what do you like about that match? Well, first and foremost, fellas, again, I thank you for the invite. Thank you so much. How you been, Cleve? It's been a minute, bro. I, we missed you at the AEW show, man. I was looking for you, man. <laughs> but anyway, listen, I, I had no interest in this feud at all until they gave us those two video packages. Those two video packages got my full attention. I said, you know what? I'm looking forward to this matchup. Now, the deal is I have no clues going over because I've been hearing rumors about Ronda potentially leaving. 
But I think they want to at least get two matches out of this. So if they do two, then they probably have Ronda win the first one. Then the second one will probably be the last match for Ronda. Then Shayna win that one. But I don't know what y'all guys think about that. I'm going to say, yeah, if there's two matches, I don't I don't mind who wins. Uh, I'm going to be cheering for Shayna, and that is a surprise for me because about when Ronda first got there, I was all on the train. It just kind of hasn't amounted to much over the past year. She's kind of a pain in the ass, if we're being completely honest about it, behind the scenes sometimes, I feel like. Um, yeah, I don't mind who wins if it's two matches. I really like that idea because I think her contract ends sometime in the winter, if I'm not mistaken. So it'd be, it only makes sense to, you know, we have payback pay-per-view after this. So just like when it's Mania and then uh, the, it, it was Backlash in Puerto Rico, there's a lot of similar match cards. Same thing's going to happen, I think, in my opinion, with SummerSlam and Payback. That's the whole point of Payback, at least. And we could definitely get the round two there. Cleve, who, uh, how much intrigue in this match, and who's the winner? I like the intrigue. I love the little the video package they did on Monday. I thought that was really cool, especially because it was some, it was real life depth to it that you know these are two friends in real life and. So I thought it was really cool. Honestly, I'm interested in the match because I don't think it'll be a regular type of women's wrestling match. Both have MMA backgrounds, so we're definitely going to see a couple of stiff punches and a lot of submissions, especially from Shayna. Shayna's a submission expert, and so is um, Ronda. But I want Shayna to go over. I still believe to this day Shayna should have won the women's champion at least one time in her career. And I think by beating Ronda Rousey, this will push her back into that title picture that she honestly should have been in since the moment she got called up to the main roster. Yeah, and I absolutely um, am rooting for Shayna for a couple of those reasons. Number one, she was a badass when she came up from NXT. And uh, they did some goofy things with her along her path and creative. And, uh, you know, I think it, it would be that time to finally get her to start really going over. Uh, as I mean, you know, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, how the women are limited on this card. Part of the reason is Liv Morgan, uh, she just got injured recently. She's out for a while. And, again, official matches. Right now, as of this preview and prediction show, we have two women's matches technically scheduled. Now, could there, you know, be another one added between now and Saturday? There very easily could be. But as of the official matches, there's eight. I'm not talking about the ones we think will happen, but we have the Rousey Baszler. And then we have the triple threat that I'm a little upset with that one. We'll talk about it soon. But we have Liv Morgan out. Trish is still hurting with her nose. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure Bailey, uh, yeah, she had an injury as well. So, I mean, the women's division is kind of in some pain right now. That being said, uh, no excuse to not have a little bit better of a uh, woman's presence. I mean, We'll talk about it right now, boys. I, you know, again, I was talking earlier to Marcel. We were like, man, the Oscar versus Charlotte versus Bianca. Yes, that's, and I believe Tone said that would be his bathroom break match, actually. Um, and I was thought he was crazy at the time, but the way they built it up supports his theory. Now, it will still be great in the ring. Uh, these three women bring it, they're going to perform. In my opinion, Oscar delivers Flair and Bel Air, but. It's like, hey, they gave Asuka the belt. Nothing. And then they're like, hey, this is going to be Flair versus Bianca. And then Asuka, just show up as the third wheel, even though you're the champion. Uh, Marcel, you're shaking your head. Please add on because it's head scratching. You know, it's a shame, man. I, I feel so bad for Asuka. It's like they, they, you said they gave it to us like a constellation prize. They, they're not putting forth an effort. And it feels like it's all about Charlotte and Bianca. And they're not really doing anything. It's, they tried to have a garbage can they coexist match last week, which was a waste of time. I'm like, what are we doing? Then, like I said, you got EO running around here playing, you know, why is Bailey leaving her behind? She's talking about, I need you and all this stuff. I'm like, what are we doing? At first, I kind of would say, just give me a fatal five way, call it a day. You got EO, Bailey, then the other three, and it's a fatal five way for the title. I would have called that at least now you guys, you know, something easy, something different could possibly end up happening even though she got the briefcase. So let's say she does lose. Well, she got an opportunity to try to cash in again. But 
I, I honestly don't know what they're doing with this whole matchup, to be honest with you. And before you give your um, prediction and Cleve chimes in, I do want to say, you know what would have made this even better if you really wanted to put the attention so badly on Flair and Belair? Hmm. I don't even cont- care to be a contenders match. Number one contenders match at SummerSlam, Flair versus Belair, do some stipulation, whether it's an I quit match, uh, last woman standing, whoever wins then gets to fight Asuka. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would even rather have that path because at least you're not making Asuka like a third wheel. Um, real quick, my prediction on it is I think they keep the Constellation Prize on Asuka. Um, Belair, I think she's gonna she's due for some time off, in my opinion, soon. She's been going at it for so long as a strong champion. Uh, Flair, yeah, I guess you could put it on her, but... You just gave it to Asuka. Don't make the stupid move of taking it away from her, even though you've lessened it to a degree. Uh, Marcel, what was your prediction? Then Cleve, chime in. Uh, I'm, I said as much as I want Asuka to win, I feel like they're going to put it right back on Charlotte. I, you know, I, I could be I, wrong. Hey, you're using your head. <laughs> I, I, I could be wrong and she could retain, but I don't know. I don't trust it. You know, you know me. I don't trust the – I don't trust it. So, so uh, my opinion, before I even go here – I was watching a YouTube clip, right, about they were showing all the titles that were won during, like, the pandemic and whatnot. And, dude, Oscar title reigns, how they end, honestly, has just been so disrespectful. Every time she wins the title, she loses it in the most goofiest, craziest way. She lost in one year to Charlotte on SmackDown. That was nonsense. I think the biggest one, I don't think a lot of people remember this, is when she wrestled Sasha Banks during the pandemic era, and she lost the title belt on a count-out victory, because she went and saved her friend in the backstage area, and basically, Sasha won the title. And I'm just like, that's the goofiest way to lose your title, and it's really sucky, because Asuka is really great in the ring. Her promos, her promos aren't that easy, because English isn't her first language, so that's understandable, but it just seems like they give her the title and then they just say, hey, we're bored with you. We're going to give it back to Charlotte or we're going to give it back to Bianca. And it's like, I love Charlotte. Charlotte's the GOAT of women's wrestling. But, my Lord, how many times did she win the title? She's already close to breaking her father's record. Charlotte still has legs to go. Let someone else build the division. The, the reason why, Joe, I believe the women's division in WWE is so bad is because they push the same wrestlers every single time and granted there are some in that division that i don't think should be nowhere near the main event type main event picture but the issue is you get the same five women in the main event picture and it's just like it's just a revolving door and it just gets after a while just like that and i think that's why people really don't pay attention to the women's match because you rarely see new faces and the ones you do see you see the reason why they should never been in the title picture but I'm going with Asuka to retain. I just think it'll be the smartest decision. And I think if you were to take the belt off her this fast, she can never win the title and be taken seriously. I was going to say, don't even bother giving it to her in the you next few never years. Never again. So just, just throw that out the window. Just get it out the way. Never again. Because after this, who can take her serious? She's an afterthought in this feud. You forget sometimes that Asuka is the champion in this feud because it's just Bianca Charlotte, Bianca Charlotte, Bianca Charlotte featuring Asuka. Just irritates me a little. Absolutely. We all hit it on the head there and pretty much in agreement. So, I mean, if three of us say it, well, if you think opposite, you're just flat out wrong, but I'm just going to tell you like that. So three against all. So, all right. That was the woman's card. We just talked about that. Wow. We're 14 minutes in and there's, that might equal as much match time as these women get on Saturday. We'll see it when we are um, there. Anyways, let's get this out of the way. There's a set. There's a SummerSlam battle Royal. Um, where you might be able to see a legend or, or something like that. You, that's where you might get a return, maybe. But I don't, I don't know um, what the goal of this is yet. And I, you know, on Friday SmackDown, we're gonna have Sheamus versus LA Knight. Uh, it says it's momentum towards the Battle Royal. Um, so they're kind of trying to build this up. I don't know who. The only way for me. The only way this battle royal is relevant in my eyes is if Mr. L.A. Knight wins it. Because then you get the crowd pop um, outside of his entrance. You keep proving that, hey, you know what? We didn't want to force him into a spot. I'm okay with L.A. Knight not having a match on this card. 
along with many others. Don't force people into situations that don't make sense. This is SummerSlam. This ain't no third, you know, third pay-per-view on the night of anything else. This is one of the best events of the summer, and it's a top WWE pay-per-view outside of WrestleMania. So you have to put what makes sense. That being said, LA Knight, give him his moment. Let him get this victory. So that way on Friday night, if he loses to Sheamus, you can give Sheamus maybe his moment as he's not going to be watching the card and then LA Knight winning. Cleve, what do you think about that thought um, with this battle royal and how much interest do you gauge there? So, I mean, we have seen in the past battle royals that have no meaning, that are, like no title opportunity, anything. It just falls on the wayside a few days after it takes place. Look at the 60-man Royal Rumble. Look at the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. At least have it like a number one contenders match, right? Well, Joe, I tell you, me and Joe have been doing this so long, he kind of knows my thoughts. That's what I'm thinking they should go where whoever wins, either challenge for the IC title or the United States champion, just to make it more meaningful. And you're right, Joe. It's a crime. Look, I know they don't want to push LA Knight too fast, but it's still a crime that a guy of his magnitude is not on SummerSlam, not an official match at SummerSlam. But if you make it a number one contenders match, then LA Knight should be the guy to win. Man, I told I told Joe this myself. LA Knight is popular, man. He yeah. is all over. I found LA Knight comments on World Star, you know, ESPN, where people are just making LA Knight comments. And you can't name a wrestler who's had that popularity like that in the past few years. A middle card guy at that, not even a main event guy. He's just taking over the wrestling fans with the LA Knight. Yeah, all that stuff. Like, man, I'm just. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Cleve, let me tell you something, man. Look, they said that at AEW events, fans be sitting up there talking about some LA Knight. Yeah, at AEW. That man is over in AEW. He don't even work there. That should tell you something. That man is over. Go with the hot hand. I'm like, I don't know what they're waiting on. Feel like they every time it seems like WWE punishes you when you don't get over with the machine. When you get over organically, it seems like Vince and Triple H say, Oh, no, uh, nope, we're not gonna do it. He, and he keeps doing it. It's like he just keeps getting over and over and over again. I don't know. I can say, I, <laughs> but I can say he over in AEW right now, too. So, no, and that's the argument that people have. You know, you're, I think you're spot on when you say, you know, they didn't get built up by the machine. It was organic. So they want to slow it down. I think the slowdown makes sense here in this situation. I'm not saying it all, but this one, it does, but that is so true. Like Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, that he went through that. I'm trying to think there's, there's quite a few examples we can go on and on about, but this LA night thing is definitely caught fire. Cause you know, Marcel, we were talking about earlier when that Bray Wyatt thing happened, it was supposed to help out Wyatt and L.A. Knight was a fill-in. Well, L.A. Knight went over and Bray Wyatt went on his couch and ate ding-dong and ho-hos and got it. So I don't know what the heck happened there with that pitch-dark match with Mountain Dew. It's like, oh, my God, get me a cold Mountain Dew because this match blows. Yeah. But anyways, I'm just, uh, oh, my goodness. But uh, you can tell I really didn't care for that one. I tried so hard to invest in it. But anyways. Uh, you know what? I'll throw this on top of that. You want to bring Bray Wyatt back? Screw it. Have LA Knight win the Battle Royal, and then Bray Wyatt ruin the victory after people celebrate for a while. And then you can maybe try to redeem yourself from that crappy match they all put on sponsored by Mountain Dew. But that's the Battle Royal. We hope. Um, that's when. Give me a legend then. Drop the dong for The Undertaker then. Um, shit, even if John Cena wants to make an appearance. That's when you do that stuff. Uh, and, you know, give give the fans something to root for. But anyways, we move on because this is going to be a heavily disagreed upon match as we've agreed a lot so far, but we're going to not agree so much here. Ricochet and Logan Paul, like I told Cleve last week, um, he's an idiot for calling this his bathroom break match. Yes, I said flat out like Paul Heyman <laughs> on ESPN yesterday. I don't know if you guys heard it, but when they brought up Heenan, Stephen A. Smith. He goes, yep, he's dead. Don't matter. And I'm not saying it word for word, but I was like, oh, my goodness. Paul Heyman just never leaves character. What a stud. But, uh, Cleve, this Ricochet versus Logan Paul match is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a 10 out of 10. I'm glad you're going during the bathroom for it so I don't have to see you. And then at the same time, you could have empty lines because no one's going to be with you in line because everyone wants to see 
what Ricochet and Logan Paul can do. Can they walk the walk? Because they do it when it's a lot of people involved in the Royal Rumble or what may have you in the money in the bank. But we are having these guys go mano y mano early in the card. As you complain, let me hear you. Let me talk to you. Well, first and foremost, I think that should be the second match of the night so we can get it out the way. I'm going to be honest, dude. LA, Logan Paul, that punch he threw to Ricochet was just awful. It looked like a slap instead of a punch. It was horrible. Okay? You hope, Joe, that the lines are long. I have, I don't have to sit. Because if I sit through that match, I will start the You Can Wrestle chant to Logan Paul. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, come on, man. You can wrestle. <laughs> and you know, all it takes is one person to start that chant, and you'll get more and more. Dude, that's the best part about fans, that you can, honestly, you can turn a match. But I think it will probably be a good match. This is a big match for Ricochet. Because maybe we can finally see Ricochet move up into that upper middle card instead of even at the lower middle card or even at the low card, honestly, at some point. But I think Logan, I think Ricochet has to go over in this match. I don't, I don't see how it benefits Logan Paul winning this match over Ricochet. I think Ricochet needs this win more than Logan Paul. Even though I will be standing in line getting souvenirs of one of those nice pizza Oh, oh hi. But either way, I just want Ricochet to go over, and hopefully it's a five-minute match. Let's not drag it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's not make oh this a ten-minute match. This is S9, S10, S11. Oh, my goodness. All I ask is that Logan Paul actually wrestles in match and not do no big spots. And I don't want to see him go through a table. I want to see him and Ricochet wrestle, actually have a match with all that goofy stuff in it. I want to see can Logan Paul actually hang in the ring without doing all the jumping off the table and all that nonsense. Let all me right, talk to you. All right, Cleve, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. Listen, yeah. I, I can't I can't stand Logan Paul myself. I'm tired of him, but I got to give him props. He has kind of won me over in the in-ring side of things. Now, I, I still can't stand his behind, but him and Ricochet – they got my full attention, especially with the whole beatdown brawl that happened at the Money in the Bank. I said, well, there's a matchup right there. The fact that they was basically, you know, it was kayfabe, but, you know, they had to keep it going because it was a botched spot that they did. But, unfortunately, you best believe it's about to be spot fest crazy. I already know. But, I, I, and, unfortunately, man, I know you want Ricochet to go over. He ain't. Logan Paul got this unlocked. As much as I want Ricochet to win, too. Logan Paul got this trust because as last I checked, the only match he won so far is WrestleMania 38, if I'm not mistaken. Because yeah, they because he, he lost to Roman and stuff, yeah, right? He lost to Roman. He beat the Miz. Remember, he beat he pinned he pinned the Miz, which is that was his finish. one win. In the, in the Miz, so he got two wins, but mostly he lost everything else though. Oh, so, I guess he won the tag team with Miz when they beat the Mysterious. Yeah, right, right. They, that, that was 38. They won the 38. Yeah. So, he, right. So, outside of that, though, and then he lost to, um, didn't South he go Rollins. against Logan? I mean, didn't he go against um, Sami Zayn at 37? Uh, that was dude from Jackass. That was. Uh, no, that was 38, Knoxville and Zayn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about 37. Because that's when he first came. He first came at 37, if I'm not mistaken. I was in Tampa. No, Logan Paul. Was not in 37. He wasn't in 37, right? 37 was the two nights. That was the pin him stack him with Edge and Brian. Okay. He he was not at that one. Okay, I'm I thought he was at 37. Of, I'm trying to think of who was the uh, famous person, if at all, on the rest of the Because I remember part. he was dealing with Sami Zayn. He, he, not just, I, I know Knoxville was dealing with, but he was also dealing with Sami Zayn, too. I don't, I don't remember which pay-per-view it was, but he was dealing with Sami Zayn as well. That's why, you know. But outside of that, yeah, he ain't really been winning nothing. And I already know you heard he kind of told you what's gonna oh, happen. He told oh, me you are right. I, I'm not Kevin Owens. Oh, so Kevin Owens defeated Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. Yeah, so yeah, so he, it was technically not against him, but he was involved. Yes, in the man. Wow, good memory. Yep, that's I knew he'd been there since 37. So outside of that, he ain't really won like a singles match yet. And he kind of told us on Raw, hey, uh, Ricochet, your lady going to basically tell me that, and the winner is Logan Paul. It kind of teased and let you know what's going to happen. So, hey, but if we wrong, we wrong. I, I, 
I actually want Ricochet to win. This but is I one where you'd be glad to be wrong, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah that's... I, actually, I'm looking forward to the matchup, though. This is why I wish Marcel would be next to me for this match instead of Cleveland because he <laughs> is just spot on, he's focused, and he knows what's good for him. Uh, but, no, in reality, uh, yeah, I mean – Logan Paul is on a losing streak and he just signed a new contract. If he ever wants to get in a title picture, which you know, he eventually wants to do slash is going to do. I'm not saying he'll win a title, but he'll get in the picture. You have to win a match like this ricochet. You know, he was being built up well when he was us champ and then it, it fizzled out. So triple H kind of changed things around. I think this is going to be a great match to elevate both. Sometimes a loss is not a bad thing. I don't think this loss will really hurt ricochet because I think so many people are going to watch SummerSlam and see how crazy insane um, his in-ring skills are. Now, his mic lacks, um, but, you know, we'll see. It's all about the in-ring at SummerSlam as we do the battle in there. But I agree, Marcel. I think Logan Paul, it's, it's for better or for worse, his time to get that done. They said they're trying to go viral. That's all the matchup is about, trying to go viral. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure uh, KSI will be hiding somewhere waiting for that to happen. Is that guy always wants some attention. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's move on to another singles match that does not involve a title, and that's Mr. Cody Rhodes, one of my favorites. You know what? I'm going to bring – I'm debating if I'm going to bring my belt in the stadium because it's just a pain in the ass to carry around, and it's autographed. I don't really want to get it ruined. But maybe I will bring the Rhodes belt that I got at uh, Allstate Arena in Chicago. But anyways, the match itself, Rhodes versus Lesnar, round three. It is one-to-one. I'm going to keep it simple. I want Rhodes. I think Rhodes. Uh, until he gets back in that title picture, I think he's going to keep getting elevated against really big names, and I'll leave it as simple as that. Marcel, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, Cody winning. I mean, I still don't know what the story is, but Cody's winning. Cleve. Okay. Yeah, that, you know what? That's what everyone is asking. How did these two just start fighting? It, to me, it's just like I, I keep it simple. They should. Brock Lesnar does what Brock Lesnar does, what Brock Lesnar wants uh, at the end of the day. But uh, it's definitely an interesting path. Cleve? Wait, who I'm picking for Brock or Cody? Yeah. Uh, I got to go Cody in this one. I think Cody needs this win more than Brock. Cody's, I think, the end goal, I guess, for Cody would be to be the WWE champion at the end of, eventually, within the next few months. So I think he needs to start picking up some big wins, you know, momentum wins, and this will be the first step to that. Because if he loses, I mean, Cody, if he keeps losing, I mean, how can you really see him? as If he can't beat Brock, he can't beat Roman. That's just plain and simple. So he needs to be able to overcome Brock Lesnar, you know, with this injured shoulder, whatever he's got going on, but Cody needs this win. Or his credibility as a future world champion to me just goes out the window a little bit. And and I do think this. I think it's obvious out of these two gentlemen, um, with Seth having a title now, I would say Cody and Seth kind of lead Raw. Um, whoever wins this match, Brock Lesnar or Cody Rhodes, should be a number one contender instantly. Uh, rather, what – I mean – I know they probably want to go after Roman, but whatever title, you could have it even be for the uh, heavyweight championship if you really want to. Um, We'll get to that match coming up here shortly. But I think at the end of the day, um, this match really is just two big names, two big stars who people want to see wrestle, and I think they're going to put on a good show. Um, I'll even say I know they're going to put on a good show because not many times you see a Cody Rhodes match, you leave disappointed. And Brock Lesnar, ever since his character changed, to me, has never been a disappointment. It got stale when he was the champion and would show up like once every six months back in 18 and shit like that when he was the uh, WWE uh, Universal Champ. So that is what it is. I'm going to say one more thing about Cody and Brock. I kind of wish they would have gave us a stipulation for this because this is the final matchup between the three. They've been beefing for, like I said, for four months now. This to close off. The way how they was teasing on Raw. You didn't they thought, say there was going to be? No, it's just a regular match. No, I'm saying, like, didn't they, like, hype us up for yeah, that? They, and they, it was like it was going to be a rubber match. So I'm like, okay. And if you notice how Cody was constantly getting jumped, 
but he kind of kind of was acting like he kept wanting to stand up. I'm like, well, why don't y'all just give us a last man standing match and call it a day? I would be like, okay, fine, we got something to make sense now. But you know how they do. Like you said, Brock just coming there, do what the heck he want to do and keep moving. Yeah, go ahead. Because they did promise a match we haven't seen in forever, right? And that was just a regular match. So false advertisement on UWE for selling this match and then giving us a regular match like this. We saw blood the last time these two fought, and I just feel that. Well, was that? Is match? it possible? That was the first that, match. That was a, that was a backlash. Yeah. Is it? Saw, okay, Joe, you go ahead. Mm-hmm. Is it possible, Cleef, that they both get in the ring? The bell's about to ring, and and Cody grabs the mic and says, "You know what? Let's let's put more stakes on the line." I'm thinking outside the box. I'm trying to help them any way possible. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, it's possible you could throw a, it's one of the quote unquote three main events, which is the dumbest I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's just stupid. Uh, yeah, they need to quit. Talk about four uh, main events. I'm like, no, it's only one main event. Y'all need to quit. The only true. time you can do that is WrestleMania because you get two nights. You could say yeah. your night one and your night two. But again, if it does not end the pay per view, it is not the main, not event. main event. Thanks. But I think you can do a last. You could probably do a last man standing match or something like that. But if this is a rubber match, then why is the rubber match just a regular match? I think that just really hurts them. I just this, the match will be great because you got two great wrestlers. But don't promise us something WWE and then don't li- deliver on it. You had us all guessing for weeks and weeks what this match is going to be, and you lied to us. You just lied. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh... Man, that because you know, if you miss a week or something, you just assume things sometimes, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of just I, I was at the Cubs game, wasn't able to watch the last episode. Uh, so I just assumed, ah, oh, they probably threw it in there. No, nope. well, geez, uh, just get the damn win, Cody, please, and we can move on. Uh, for the heavyweight championship, since it's been back, the one and only man to hold it is Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, my God, Cleve, when we sing his song, it is going to be magical in that stadium. I don't know if we'll ever stop throughout the match even. He's going up against Finn Balor. The Judgment Day has been white hot. I mean, they got Dominic with the North American title, Rhea Ripley with the women's title. They have um, Damian Priest with the money in the bank. Cleve, do they go four for four after Saturday night? Man, um, I think Judgment Day – I think with the bloodline taking a step back, Judgment Day has to be the biggest thing in all of WWE as a faction. And I think they do, man. I don't think Damian Cash is in. I think Finn Balor wins. I know they mentioned Seth. I talked about this last week. I read somewhere that Seth is dealing with an injury. And if this injury is something that he can't wrestle with for much too long, it's the right time to put the belt on Finn Balor. Another guy who won the champion and then had to forfeit it the day later because he tore his labrum in his arm and he never, ever lost the title belt. That's just to be his biggest argument. He never got pinned for his championship. So I think you put the belt on him and then you could possibly start a little tour the rumble or something. You could start a little issue between Judgment Day because, hey, Damian Priest has the money in the bank and the, I think Finn is the leader of Judgment Day is the champion, and you can go a little route with that or whatnot, but I like Finn taking the belt at SummerSlam. Let me ask you this. How does the money in the bank play a factor, then? Well, um, they, well, let's say they're both knocked down, right? They both, Seth does a superplex off the top rope or something happens where they're both laid out and Damien can come in and pick the pieces up, I don't think anyone would truly be mad about it because that's what the Money in the Bank briefcase is all about is cashing in opportunities like that. But I think it would really I think that would suck because, like I said, the judgment they have been closing out raw these past few weeks and they are the hottest thing in WWE as far as state fashion goes at the moment. And thank you. Well, I want to say it again. I said it once. I said it again. Thank you, Edge, for starting this judgment day because without you, we would not be at the point we are. Um, I don't know where the hell you are at the card. I was hoping Edge be at it, but he didn't quite make it. But thank you for that. Uh, Marcel, who wins this match? Uh, Finn is going over, just like the three you said. Ooh. He's going over, but I got a different take. So if you caught the end in a row, 
if you notice what happened, now that was an accident that happened with uh, Damian Priest getting busted over. That wasn't supposed to happen. So when uh, he he saw the briefcase, he told Finn to give him the briefcase, but Finn took like 15 years to give it to him. He's like, yo, give it to me, give it to me, come on. You know why he didn't want to give it to him, because he know his match is coming up on Saturday. So why in the world would he allow his guy to cash in before he even get an opportunity to go up against Seth for the title? So then when he finally gave it to him, it was too late. Seth Rollins kicked him. The, the briefcase bounced off his head, and then the sharp, sharp part cut him right now. I don't know if he cut him in his nose or it cut him in his head, but he's bleeding all over the place. So it, And then they, obviously they lost. So it ended with the three of the members of the Judgment Day on the opposite side of the ring, and it had Finn on the other side. And he know he looked like he messed up. So this is what I'm going with. I'm going with Finn to win. But unfortunately, as soon as he wins, Damian Priest is going to lay him out, do his move on him, and he's going to take that championship. Well, I don't want it. I would prefer all four of them to play this thing out. All four of them got some. He got the World Heavyweight Championship. Damian Priest got the briefcase. Unfortunately, I, I hate it. I can't stand down with the North American Championship, but he got it. And Rhea with the World Women's World Heavyweight Championship. Let them just run and ramp it. And then if you want to play along with the briefcase, play along with it. But I feel based on how the end of the Raw happened, I think Damian Priest is going to not only – I mean, I think Finn Balor is going, to, is going to win the match, but then Damian Priest is going to automatically cash in and take his moment, just like how what happened to him several years ago. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about Finn Balor and his first run, how it ended the injury so quickly. 24 hours after winning. Damn, this would be an even quicker championship run. Oh my goodness. I see, I could see it exactly though. Uh, Marcel, this way in their head, they're thinking, okay, we take the belt off Seth, we put it on Finn, then we give it to Damien. It's like, you don't need to do that all at once. Like, come on, let the thing breathe a little bit, drag it out. I was telling you guys earlier that with these money in the banks, I feel like they push the envelope a little too quickly. When just let it play out, let the, especially here where you have you Sky Bailey thing going on, and then you got with the Judgment Day. Let it keep building. Let Finn win that thing for a day. I would love to see on Monday Night Raw all four of them in the ring holding up a title or the briefcase. That shows dominance right there. Then I'm fine. If you wanna, you know, uh, whoever he if he fights Seth at Payback, Finn Balor as champion, or whoever it might be. Or even at uh, Fast Lane when I go in October, um, you know, you could have the cash in there and Damian do it. But we don't need it all within two minutes. Would it be exciting? Yes. But to be quite frank, it's more exciting Finn getting his opportunity and us celebrating what happened seven years ago for him to lose that belt tragically due to injury that he cannot, um, you know, predict or want to ever have happen. So I'm going to go. You know, Cleve, if your speculation on him possibly having an injury is right, it would just make sense for Finn Balor. To me, you have the story come full circle. So I'm going to say Finn Balor wins. I'm going to be cheering for Seth. I think Finn wins. And I think Damian tries to cash in, but I think his attempt fails. I'm not saying he loses the briefcase. I'm saying he gets close to it. Um, maybe somebody takes him out. Maybe Seth takes him out, maybe somebody else. And then, you know, so that way they can lead the story. And Finn's like, what the hell? I just won this championship and you were about to cash out, cash in on me and you still have it. So I'm not happy about this. So I think that is, I, I think that's what I think should happen. And it's what I want to happen. So I'm going to go that path um, to keep the interest brewing. And the judgment day is Cleve said they're on top of the world. Um, you know, we liked it when it was led by Edge, as I mentioned. But now for how far they have grown, whoo, to Marcel's point, then you could have Dom drop the North American title, do all that. Because once you get that photo with all four of them holding up the gold, then you could start to maybe peel a couple back because you don't need it on them forever. Um, at the end of the day, they're not the tribal chief in the Roman Empire, but they're pretty dang good at what they do. Um I save this match, fellas, before the main event, and we talk about uh, maybe potential surprises returns. You know, Randy Orton's a rumor. Uh, Bray Wyatt, as we talked about earlier, is a rumor. Um, a lot of things could potentially happen here. 
But let's get to two behemoths who we know put on good fights. And that's Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I don't know. There's rumors everywhere about McIntyre. I don't know what exactly is going to end up happening in his career. He just simply took time off and he said it was funny. He's like, look, people predicting what's going to happen. He goes, not even I really know what's going to happen. He goes, I'm just enjoying my time off uh, before he came back in this recent run here with Gunther. Um, he broke all the records. Marcel, I saw your tweet about that, I believe, how he finally cleared all the days. Uh, you want to chime in on that a little bit about uh, Gunther and the IC title? Uh, what, what's going on again, man? I think he broke the record in total for days of having no, he, the oh, – Okay, oh, I, I just picked up what you're talking about. No, he has yes. to He has to how, go to – he has to get past payback because I think the record is September 5th. He has to go past payback because payback is, I think, September the 2nd. So he has to go past that, and then if they want to have him drop the championship, but the person who I think he should drop the title to is the man he wrestled on Raw, which is uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, Matt Riddle. Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. That listen, that that five minutes right there, they really didn't do too much, but they kind of teased. I said, you know what? There's your guy right there. There is the guy to dethrone Gunther in the future. Let him pass Honky Talk Man. And then you go through with it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'm going with. So I got, as you can see, I got Gunther retaining. Drew's going to lose. I got Gunther retaining. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, and after you said that, Gunther's winning. There's no way. Uh, he they, this, He's come this far. To me, he's not going to miss the record now. Um, Cleve, are you going to sweep that? Or you say, not so fast, my friends. I think I'll go with the sweep just because, I mean, it's crazy to think that the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time is a guy that was a fake Elvis Presley, the honky tonk man. And I mean, I'm not going to say he was the greatest wrestler. He was a great, in, I guess his character was great. But I think you need somebody like Gunther to set that standard in. He's been a phenomenal intercontinental champion. He has revived the intercontinental champion. The Miz started off years ago where the Miz is arguably one of the top five greatest intercontinental champions ever, but we went through a weird phase where the IC title was just being bounced around from person to person to person where everybody was winning it at one point and it sort of started losing the importance of what the intercontinental champion meant. The intercontinental champion was used sometimes as a stepping stone to lead into the main event pitchers. Every great that we think of, Austin, Triple H, The Rock, all won the IC champion as really their first titles, and it, it moved them up to the main event picture. And I think that will be what will happen with Gunther. The issue is, is that right now Roman Reigns is doing his thing on SmackDown, and Judgment Day is sort of hot right now. But I think when he does drop the title, he will possibly be – I mean, he will definitely move in the main event picture. But I think he could be a champion within some time next year. But we're talking about now, and I think he will retain. I love Drew McIntyre. I really wish he had his moment in front of the fans. Sadly, his moment came through during COVID, but he carried WWE through COVID, and I don't think anyone should ever forget what Drew McIntyre meant during the pandemic when all the big names was out and he was the only one left. But I just think that it's Gunther's time. I think he should be the guy to break the record. And I like that. I like that choice, Marcel. I love Chad Gable. I think he's very underrated in the ring. Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy is great. I mean, they they grown on me. At first, I was like, eh. But I think Chad Gable deserves to have a single title run. He's phenomenal in the ring. I mean, dude, look at the suplex. That German suplex he hit on Grutham was just impressive. We saw him doing the Braz Strowman a couple months ago. He definitely should be the guy. That beats Gunther eventually down the road. But at SummerSlam, Gunther retains. Hey, fellas, guess who I heard produced that match on Monday Night Raw with uh, Chad Gable and Gunther? <sighs> Hurricane Helms? No. Uh, Jason Jordan, his former tag team partner. Ah, I said, no one. I said, he going to make his boy look good. I said, hey, perfect. I said, all right, Jason. All right. <laughs> he made his I boy feel, look good. I feel like Jason Jordan's done some good things behind the scenes. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a producer. So he he's one of the producers in the back. So when I heard they said he produced that match, I said, well, it makes sense because that's his former tag team partner. Yeah, and if he has enough say, get him into that IC title picture like yeah. you're talking about. Because I'll tell you this, a guy like Chad Gable – um, 
underrated. Very underrated. And honestly, pretty damn good heel when he took up that role with Otis there at first. And now the people love him um, with Maxine Dupree. I just think it would be a no-brainer to put that title on him after this. And then, uh, you know what? It doesn't have to be a crazy streak like Gunther. Just have it be six months to a year and have him get some good feuds. But put him in that title picture uh, where he deserves to be either U.S. or I.C. But being on Raw, the I.C. would be the really good choice at hand. And I did hear a lot of good things about that Monday Night Raw segment. Um, and Alpha Academy, like I said, kudos. they just been killing it. Um, so keep giving them their time and keep letting it go. Boys, fellas, we're down to the last part of the show here. We have one thing left to cover outside of our closeouts and surprise or returns. That is the main event between Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. Tribal combat match. Anything pretty much goes. I'm really looking forward um, to this bat. This has been the greatest storyline of the past decade in my eyes. And it just keeps growing and keeps changing in so many different ways. You never know what could happen. Um, I believe a lot of people think Roman will walk out of this as champion. I think that I'm just not sure where the turn's coming. A lot of people say, you know, maybe Jimmy comes back and he turns. I'm not going to go that way. People, then there's solo Sokoa. Could he turn? Um, maybe. I think that's more likely than Jimmy. Do we see a, you know, Rikishi or, uh, you know, nephew to uh, Umaga, one of those, you know, other type family members who have started their uh, journeys in wrestling. Uh, people we, that a lot of the average fans don't even know jump into this. There's plenty of options and they're going to do something exciting as it's the true main event, not the BS number two or three. That's not at the end of the show. Those don't count. But for this ma- real main event, for the undisputed um, Universal WWE Championship, Going with Roman Reigns, and I, I want to hear you two before I give what I think may have been surprised by, because maybe you guys will trigger something or, you know, make a good point where I'm like, you know what, I could jump on that train. Uh, Marcel, what do you think of this main event? How amped are you for it, and where do you see the turn going? Um, listen, I've been all over the place with this story. This story is crazy. It's like it's had its ups and downs. Like I said, I'm still tripping that my man got pinned at, as uh, money in the bank, but uh, I listen. I think Jimmy is returning now. Here's the deal does he turn? That is the whole thing because I want Jay to win, but I don't think he's winning. I do not think I think Roman is gonna carry this thing all the way to WrestleMania. But if Jay does somehow pull the upset and he gets the victory, he won't have it that long because I heard they said Roman might take uh, two months off. They said he's gonna miss payback and he's gonna miss fast lane. So if he take two pair of views off, then he come back by SummerSlam, I mean, my bad, Survivor Series, then probably potentially winning back going into Survivor Series. I don't know. But I'm sticking with Roman. Now, here's the deal. Rakisha could play a part. Rock could play a part. Who knows? We just, I'm just going to sit up here and just watch and see what happens. But I'm sticking with Roman retaining because I feel like Jimmy is going to play some kind of role. Because they remember what they kept saying. Everybody said it's Jay's fault while Jimmy is in the hospital. They said he was gone for the foreseeable future. Foreseeable future sounds like, oh, he pulling up at SummerSlam. That's what it sounds like to me. But we could be wrong, and he might not even show up at SummerSlam. You know? No, I, I agree with you, and I think he definitely shows up at SummerSlam. Now, they've provided a lot of shock factors, Clay, before we get to you. Let's go back. They provided it with uh, the Usos back, way back. I'm talking a couple of years ago against Roman Reigns. Uh, where they turned Roman just completely obliterated them. Then we move on to when Sami Zayn enters the picture, Sami Zayn turns. Then we all know how Jimmy turns. So we've had the shock factor value. I don't know if they're going to just have Jimmy return and then, okay, it makes sense. He comes back with Jay. Or do they give us that shock factor and he turns? I to me, I, I just wouldn't make too much sense of it if they turn because of all the bad history him and Roman just had recently. I almost, at that point to me, have Jimmy come back, help out Jay, then Solo maybe takes out both. Screw it. That's the way I'll go. I'll say Solo takes out Roman and he takes out Jey Uso, and both are lying in the middle of the ring with uh, 
solo standing in the middle. Eventually, we got to get a winner. What? Wow. You know what? I'm going to go here. Roman and Jay put on a show. They put on a – it's tribal combat. They're beating the hell out of each other left and right. They're bruised. They're battled. They're beaten. They're bloodied. Like I said, Jimmy comes back. He tries to help out Jay. It's not working. Roman and Jay each do a finisher on each other. Solo takes them both out with his finisher, and the match ends in a countout of both men. Title goes back to Roman Reigns, and everyone's booing like crazy that they finish on a 10-snap uh, countout. But Solo's standing in the middle of the ring while Roman's out and Jay's out, and it looks like it's Solo's time to shine. That's the path I'm going to take uh, on this match, and that all just came to me in the last minute. Cleve, what do you think of my take? Who's winning this match? You know, at first, I thought it was Jay. I really, really thought Jay had a chance just because of the fan support. But I just don't see the point of Roman dropping the belt and then winning it back two months later. I just feel if you're going to keep this legendary run going, then Roman just has to keep running through the roster. And, I mean, dude, after watching him, for anybody that didn't catch Roman and Paul on first take yesterday, phenomenal segment. Stephen A. Smith, Heyman, Roman. That was just really, really cool to see. Really interesting to see, but I got Roman winning, and I got Jay. I think I got Jay, Jimmy turning on Jay. I know they, i seen an interview where they talk about potentially having a match against one another. I can't remember the time we ever had two twins actually fight each other in WWE, so I got Roman winning, but I definitely think Jimmy and Rakishi, if he comes back, will definitely play a factor into the outcome of this match. Hey, hey Cleve, if you count the Bellas, Bounce. remember the Bellas? <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Please don't get me started on those one. Bellas! <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? I, I do see them uh, potentially going at it at WrestleMania. I just don't know. Maybe this might be the catalyst to do it. I don't know. Well, my thing is, is how long, you know, when are they going to bring out outside people again? Are they going to have it just be family battles until WrestleMania or, or, or Rumble? Or are they going to, you know, you know, maybe there's rumors that if Wyatt returns, would it be for Cody Rhodes? Would it be for Roman? I would personally go the Cody route. Um, but when will they start to involve other people outside of the family again, or will they just grow it and bring Rikishi and others? And I don't think you can run. You really can't screw. It's going to be hard to screw this up. Maybe they find a way, but I think that this story just keeps growing and growing into something even greater than it has the year before. Cause I think every WrestleMania, this bloodline builds a little bit more of a fun, shocking anticipation so, boys, we talked about each match. We all predicted um, this is the big event of the summer. I uh, cannot wait to be there. I can't stress that enough. But a question I rise to Cleve on our Twitter poll question that I want to bring up to Marcel now real quick before we uh, get our walk-offs and get out of here. Cleve, um, you predicted – or not predicted. You want The Rock is the most likely to show up. I, would, I said Undertaker, and we're not talking about – in any which way, just to see their entrance, see them in the ring, um, just for nostalgic factor. If you could have any legend return, Mr. Marcel, who are you going with in terms of a legend? Um, would You're going to go outside those two, maybe a Rikishi, a John Cena, I'm not really sure. And then on top of that, um, what's your thoughts on Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, uh, potentially? Uh, I keep hearing about Randy Orton's back situation. Like That's been the talking point, like, Will he be able to go once he eventually returns? And then Bray Wyatt's situation, man. I mean, up to this day, I recently watched when they did the whole thing about that at the end of uh, Stream Rules last year. That just him coming back, that for me, that was the best part of Stream Rules. But I feel like the whole thing flopped because they ain't really take the time that they wanted to do. Because I guess there was certain things they wanted to do and it just went nowhere. So now that you bring them back, do you just continue where we left off or do you just change his character again? You know, I don't know, but um, I think the two of them will be eventually coming back. I just don't know when. And as for who else or a uh, big old school legend, obviously I got the rock showing up and I one shot me John Cena pulled up again too. It will not shock me at all. One shot. Yeah. 
And I, I could definitely see both. Again, you're going to have a couple segments. So, you know, if the Rockets and he could go bloodline, he can go Grayson Waller as they've shot back and forth mm-hmm. on social media. Um, there's that battle royal where something goofy could mm-hmm. potentially happen. Uh, everybody needs new challengers down the line. So I, I think we, if it's the rock, I mean, you might, you're going to see a bunch of grown men cry, but you can, I can tell you that's probably going to happen in the damn stadium, but it's just going to be, uh, hopefully a summer Sam to remember. They say it's going to be the most, uh, packed house of all time for SummerSlam. So really looking forward to that it's inside in Detroit. So we don't even have to worry about weather, uh, at all, uh, Cleve. What is your walkout on this mania? I mean, mania, Jesus. What's your walkout on this uh, SummerSlam? You got anything you want to add in? I just think this will be a great SummerSlam. This is my first one. I'm really pumped about this and acknowledge my tribal chief because I will be cheering the loudest in the section and I will be booing the loudest in Logan Paul's match. And if I get a couple kitty cocktails in you, you will, you'll just be snoozing like you usually do because you're, you're, you're the white featherweight champion, okay? That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, no, real talk, I'm really looking forward to the event, as I said many a times. I've never been to SummerSlam either. Uh, keep checking off the pay-per-views and keep this thing going. But, man, I cannot complain. We have a great time in wrestling right now. We have AEW uh, on the horizon of All In and All Out. A lot of good things come in, Marcel. Thank you for joining us, man. And uh, what's something you want to leave us with before we get out of here? Because we always appreciate your time and your commentary, and it really uh, means a lot to the show. Well, well, fellas, I appreciate it again. I thank y'all for the invite. And speaking of AEW, they're doing, I can't believe it, 200th episode is tonight. That is Woo! That's crazy. 200? Oh, man. I, I, where the time go? I mean, for real. But Tonight begins the build-up. There's game, them games that they've been playing. This we just going to wait till the week of before we start announcing matches. That mess ain't going to go. Like I said, they've been in the game for almost four years now. Can't We can't be playing games no more. They're close to almost, what, 80,000? I think it's like 77,000 yep. tickets sold out there in London. The games are over. No more games. We can't be playing games. Like I said, people think, oh, it's just about the rest of the matches. Nope. It's about storytelling and character development. I've been on their behinds for the longest. They got to keep this thing going. So hopefully tonight we get some kind of clarity going into all-in. And then the week after all-in, it's all out. This is going to be real something. This, I'm I'm trying to see how TK going to do this. Like You got two back-to-back pay-per-views. Do you expect somebody to pay $50 back-to-back? Or are they going to put it in some kind of bundle? Because that's what I'm starting to think. I don't know how TK and them going to pull this off. But I hope all-in is kind of like a to-be-continued. Uh, a, a to like it's part one. And then come on back for all out, all out to be the, the continuation or whatever they plan on doing. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how you make that's how you build your artists. It's about keeping people on the edge of your seat. It's not the flips and dies and the uh, spot monkey fest. Or, no, mm-mm. it's about the story progression. I'm telling you, that's what it's about, man. That's why. Oh no, that, I'm, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. That's why everybody say Collision is their favorite AEW show right now. Why? Because they really serious about trying to get that story progression. They still got a long way to go, but I've been hearing so many people who prefer WWE say that they would they would rather watch Collision over Dynamite. I say I, I understand why, because they trying to develop story over just the multiple wrestling matches that they seem to have all day long. You know what I mean? I'm a hundred percent in that boat. I've I, I watched Collision a few times and I've enjoyed it thoroughly um, more than Dynamite sometimes. And that being said, I will be go- Tones and I will be going to the Dynamite before that pay-per-view on the Sunday. So we'll be there. So y'all going to y'all going to the uh now arena because that's dynamite yep. now arena and then collision will be at the United Center and all I, I thought I was tripping. I was like wait a minute all I gonna be at the United Center too hey <laughs> by all means hey no and it you know what it's great they love coming to Chicago uh, I always go on Black Wednesday Marcel we met up for the first time ever that was a pleasure the last one so yeah, uh, we'll be in talks, and this is going to be awesome because AEW, like you said, I'm interested to see with how close those pay per views are, what kind of direction they pull. Um, but definitely been enjoying Collision and hope the fun can. It's just like for me, I'm sorry, get rid of Rampage. I, I add an extra hour on to something else. I, I like Dynamite, I like Collision. I feel like they just throw in Rampage as a kicker. I get it, it's TV time, and uh, 
But Friday night, I don't know, it just it rubs me the wrong way. But there's another time and another day for all that talk. For that being Marcel, that was Cleve. I want to say thank you, fans, for listening to this preview prediction show. And tune in Saturday on Peacock, on the cock. We will all be live in Detroit for this fun event.